It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Not. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, as Jim and Casper reminds me, and over the hump we go. As usual, with a whole lot to cover today. And that weather forecast, we will get into the weather forecast uh, quite a bit today because it gets a little worse before it gets a little better. But at least on the weekend, anyway, it gets better. Oh, and, and by the way, uh, <clears throat> after the caucus that happened at the beginning of this week, you're going to love what MSNBC had to say. Today's show is sponsored by Earwax Colored Hearing Aids. The perfect camouflage for hearing better. You know, I'd never thought about that before. That makes a whole lot of sense. Why not just get them earwax covered? I mean, people can see your earwax anyway. It'll blend in. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. And just to clear something up when it comes to television, news programs, TV, news networks are not news networks anymore. They're filled with commentators. Yeah, they have the occasional news segment, but most of it's commentators. So... When you hear that, well, such and such a network is being biased, they all are. It's talk television. It's None of these places are a news station anymore. They're all talk television. So when somebody shows Rachel Maddow, for example, don't expect her to be a non-biased news anchor. She's not. She's a commentator. So she's going to be biased. That's the point of it. And all the television former news networks... MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, they all do the same thing. I remember when MSNBC first started, it was actually just a news organization. I used to watch them from time to time because they were pretty good in the beginning. So was CNN. They CNN paved the way. CNN invented the format. Fox News came along. They were pretty good. But now all of them are just talk television and heavily biased. So after the Iowa caucuses where... Donald Trump came sweeping in. No surprise, Trump won. Wasn't even close. However, the dopes over at MSNBC, led by privileged white male commentator Rachel Rachel Maddow, yes, I said that correctly, couldn't stomach Trump's victory speech. So they said they weren't going to play Trump's victory speech. As Trump got up in front of his people to declare victory, If they were a true news organization, they would just let it go. They would just let Trump say whatever he was going to say, and and the listeners could just watch it. So why would they not play it? 
Well, hang on. Here's what Maddow said on MSNBC. I just have to do a little bit no. of business just for a second. Um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he okay, makes. So let's go back to what she just said there. <laughs> so MSNBC is not going to let Trump speak live on their network because they don't want to knowingly air anything that is untrue. MSNBC doesn't want to knowingly air anything that is untrue. Let that sink in for a minute. Now, how many times have we caught MSNBC knowingly airing things that are untrue? I mean, I, the, the number of times, I, I do it on this program, other programs do it as well, but the number of times that MSNBC has been called out for airing things they knew wasn't true, and even when evidence came out showing it wasn't true, they went with it anyway. How many times either MSNBC had to backpedal on something that they were saying, apologize, or they just quit talking about it because it turns out they were reporting something that wasn't true. So if their excuse is we don't play Trump because we don't want to knowingly air something that isn't true, well, what about the rest of your broadcast and how many other times you've done that? Yeah. Okay, so sorry, Rachel Maddow. What you just did there was absolutely laughable at this point, which is one of the reasons why I just, you know, like it's so many years ago, again, when MSNBC first came on, they were just a news organization. They were pretty good at it. And I would tune in from time to time to watch them because I thought, oh, hey, look, here's a news organization that's just flat out giving the news. But then over the years, they got worse and worse and worse. And yes, now MSNBC being just liberal talk television. Now here, And I've said this before about them. If they want to be liberal talk television, let them be. All I ask of MSNBC is just admit what you are. You are liberal talk television. Don't try to convince us that you're a non-biased news organization because you're not. I'd say the same thing about National Public Radio, Wyoming Public Radio. Don't try to tell us that you're a non-biased news organization because you're not. Just go ahead and admit what you are, then go ahead and do it. And I say the same thing, by the way, for Fox News and any other news organizations like that. Call it as you are. For this program right here, I'll tell you exactly what I am. I'm more of a libertarian thinker, and I'm more of a commentator. As your show host, I'm the guy who picks the topics, and I tell you what I think to get the conversation started. And then I let you call the program and tell me if you think I'm right or wrong, and we can talk about that. 
Okay. So I leave the door open for other people to come in and say, well, you're wrong about that because this is where the conversation happens. I'm not trying to be a news organization. So there, now you know where I'm at. But MSNBC continues to pretend, and it's not just that they lie to you about this. What gets me is they lie to themselves about this. I would bet if you went over to visit clandestinely, you know, you went to visit the halls of MSNBC. As you walked up and down the halls and listened to people talk, you would hear their own opinions of themselves, which they consider themselves to be a non-biased news organization that always tells the truth. Which means in order to do what they do, they have to lie to themselves about who they are. And all, all I think they should ever do is just be honest about it. We are a liberal news organization. We're not going to air Donald Trump because, well, we don't like listening to Donald Trump and we know it's bad for ratings. Just say that. As a liberal news organization, we're not going to air any Trump speech. It's bad for ratings. Just say that, Rachel. Welcome to Wolf Radio. W-O-K-E is the top of the hour. And we're sponsored by Rainbow Mood Hair Color, the hair dye that changes your hair color depending on what's pissing you off now. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 622 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Wednesday. so over the hump we go. I just want to take a minute. I was thinking during that news and information break, if you just joined the program, I played some Rachel Maddow, which I shouldn't do first thing in the morning without too much advance. I mean, really, I should give you advance warning. Because some people are sipping their coffee and having breakfast, and they just want to heave. But okay. And Rachel Maddow, when on MSNBC, they find that Trump is not just going to win the Iowa caucus, but man, is he just going to blow it away. And think about from their perspective on MSNBC, they've spent so much time, so much hard work trying to destroy Trump. The fact that he just blows everybody away in the caucus must... Uh, what do you think it does to them emotionally? Considering that so many of them over there are emotional creatures, what do you think it does to them emotionally? All that hard work they poured into trying to destroy Trump, and he just blows away everybody at the Iowa caucus. All right, so Maddow said that MSNBC is not going to play Trump's speech to his supporters because they don't want to knowingly air misinformation and lies. Which is what MSNBC does repeatedly every single day, knowingly misinformation and lies is what you get from MSNBC. It's typically what's on the air with them. They know they're doing it, too. So as I started to think about that, okay, so what news organizations don't I trust anymore? And we'll move on from there. Well, I gave up on all the television networks, and I even include Fox on that. Because so little of what they do is actually news anymore. It's talk television. And I don't care if a news organization has a left-wing bias or a right-wing bias. Bias is not good for news. If you want to get the whole story, you want all of the information, whether you like that information or not. So it's very difficult. Right now, I don't know of any broadcast organization that gives just news, just straight news. They're not concerned with any kind of... Now, I understand sometimes there's a bias because, well, a reporter is going to report something from their perspective. They're not trying to do something evil. When they talk about a news subject, they have a certain perspective. They, they, what we all do, that we see life through, and 
that's how their news comes out. So it's not an attempt to be biased. It's just the way they see the world. And so that's what you're going to get. But how many news organizations really work hard just to give you straight news? And I find very few that do. That's why I spend a lot of time every single morning. Comb, you would not believe how many news organizations I comb through. And then when I take a look at the stories, I start picking apart where did this reporter either add something that shouldn't be there or delete something that should have been there. Happens all the time. All right. Now, let's take a look at when it comes to politics. How many politicians do you trust? Now, right away you go, none. There's actually a few out there which are pretty good. I like Rand Paul, for example. There's a few out there that are actually really good. And I would consider decent people and trustworthy. But the uh, vast majority of those people, especially the ones who wound up in Washington, D.C., I I really don't – I want most of them just gone. So when I get something – this is back – like let's go back to COVID. When your government was saying, well, we're trying to stomp misinformation out. Uh Uh-huh. The purveyor of misinformation during the COVID era was government. They pumped out more misinformation. The Biden administration pumped out, and they still do, not just on COVID, but pick a topic. Whether it be the economy or climate change or pick something. And the Biden administration pumps out misinformation all the time. So they know they're doing it too. So who do you trust then? I don't mind it if somebody get something wrong occasionally. We're all going to get something wrong occasionally. I get something wrong occasionally on this program. We're all going to do it. That's okay. I can forgive somebody being wrong about something. And we all have our particular biases based on the way we believe it. I can understand talking to someone who comes at me from a different point of view than I do. But it's the lies. It's when they just flat out lie about something, try to deceive us. That's what I have a problem with. So how many government organizations, government officials, politicians, and so on, would you actually trust? And you can probably count them on one hand at that point. So it's very difficult to, I mean, I hear about misinformation on the internet. It certainly does exist. But if you're a smart enough person, you learn how to comb through the misinformation and get down to real facts. And it takes a little bit of patience and a little bit of work. But as those people who do it intentionally and then act as if they're all innocent, MSNBC. Yeah, because we don't knowingly pump out lies to the general public. You do, and you know you do. I think that what to me is a mental disorder is they do it, they know they do it, but they lie to themselves and say, no, we don't. It's not just that they lie to you. They lie to themselves and say, no, we don't. Now, I'm coming up later on this morning. I gathered, I hadn't intended to do it, but a whole bunch of this stuff came my way at once yesterday. So I'll get to it probably in the second hour of the program. More from Al Gore and more from John Kerry on things that they're saying that are highly hypocritical, not just misinformation or lies, highly hypocritical. And when they're called out on it, on their hypocrisy, they get all offended at the person who dares point out that they're being hypocritical. Again, here come the lies. 
It's very difficult to sort through and find information that's real and trustworthy or people who are that way. They do exist. You got to just be patient and look for them. Coming up on 930 local news, coming away right after local news update on your weather forecast. Just a little spoiler alert on the weather forecast. It gets a little bit worse before it gets a lot better. That's definitely going to happen during the course of this week. It gets a little bit worse before it gets a lot better. Be careful of the roads out there if you're driving across certain parts of Wyoming because with the winds, you know what it does to the blowing snow. And so that makes roads hazardous. And some more snow is coming our way, especially for high country areas. That'll all be in Don Day's weather forecast and his extended forecast at 645. Wake up, Wyoming. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Starting six of time. It's Wake Up My Own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Let's check in to see how some of those new minimum wage laws are doing in California. Minimum wage. Yeah. I told you about this first of the year, but now we're getting into the beginning of the year, and so of course, some of these laws are taking effect. So let's see. 1,200 Pizza Hut delivery drivers among the first victims of California's $20 minimum wage. <clears throat> wow, okay. So the story says, and, and this is from Rachel Gresler, who's writing this story. She says, my foray into the workforce as a minimum wage job making pizzas and washing dishes. Pizza Hut, that's where she started. She said the money I earned supported my spending as a new driver and taught me how to budget and save for the future. And the experience I gained, everything from teamwork, customer service, safety standards. She, she really, that stuck with her. She had to learn how to work. She had to learn how to manage money. She said if I were growing up in California today, though, the same job opportunity would not exist. She writes as a 16-year-old without experience. I couldn't produce $20 an hour in value at a Pizza Hut or any other company, but $20 per hour is where the Assembly Bill 1228 in California set the bar for fast food workers after factoring in mandatory employment taxes. That comes out to about $48,000 per full for a full-time employee. Not surprisingly, Pizza Hut franchises announced they are laying off about 1,200 delivery drivers. They're not the only one, by the way. And that's just the beginning. The driver's likely just the first of potentially thousands of more fast food workers to lose their jobs. She says, like me, most Americans start out earning minimum wage. She says, and like me, most Americans are not capable of producing $48,000 or more in value right out of the gate as teenagers. Or when they're in college, for that matter, trying to go to college and keep a job. Mandate. I like the way she puts that, by the way. If you're going to get paid $20 an hour, you have to produce over $20 an hour worth of product in order for your boss to be able to pay you $20 an hour. 
because it's not just about paying the employee. I mean, the employee makes $20 an hour worth of goods. If they got paid $20 an hour, if you know economics, the, the boss is going to lose money. The company will lose money. So for an employee, if they want to get paid $20 an hour, they have to be well more productive than that. So, okay, mandating that employees pay or employers pay workers more than they can produce raises the bar on employment, excluding those who cannot reach that. When lawmakers attempt to help lower wage workers by mandating higher minimum wage, they often end up causing more harm than good. As the late economist and commentator Walter Williams said, warning about minimum wage laws at the time he was speaking, he said, intentions have no effect on outcome. I love that intentions have no effect on outcome. So the unintended negative outcome increases the minimum wage as well as, well, multiple analysis from Congressional Budget Office estimates that large increases in the federal minimum wage has caused hundreds of thousands, if not millions of jobs, driven up prices and interest rates in the federal deficit, reduced the total family income and caused hundreds of thousands of workers who lose their jobs to just drop out of the labor force even permanently, get on the government doll if they can. Individuals with little education, disabilities, criminal records, and limited English, and even teenagers, most likely to go first. Study by the Employment Policy Institute found that the 40% increase in the minimum wage in 2009 contributed to about 15.5% decline in employment among the workers I just mentioned. And let me see, then there's the 9% decline in teen employment. That rose even higher than that, up to 30%. She says minimum wage jobs aren't meant to be careers. Now, I've talked about that many times over. You are not supposed to continue to work in a minimum wage job your entire life. It's a starting point. It's where you start from and work your way up. If you're in your 30s and you're still working a minimum wage job, it's fine if you're, let's say, uh, you have kids at home, you just need to work part-time. That's that's fine. Something like that, that's okay. You're just trying to make a little money on the side, whatever the case is, that can be okay. But that's not supposed to be your full-time gig at that age. Hello, everybody. We are going to die in about 30.1 seconds, so brace for impact. Bye. Like a strong cup of coffee in the morning. Tasteless, but it'll get you through the day. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. 648 your time. Wake up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, so Frank, I picked on before. There's people out there who will go ahead and do something, you know, because it's their job to create Internet content. Right? Well, of course, and they yeah. And they don't really even try. No, and, <clears throat> and then they do outrageous stuff like, ooh. Yeah. People actually click on yeah, that. Yeah, clickbaity stuff. So I came across this morning on social media. Here's a map of the United States. And in, for every state, the scariest thing in each state. And for Wyoming, they picked Devil's Tower. What's scary about that? That's what I wanted to know. I mean, I guess if you're climbing it, it's scary. <clears throat> okay. If you're on top, maybe not so scary. Okay. 
So know, maybe, maybe the fee to get into the park is sharing. I don't know. That could be. So I, I put a short list together here. Uh, tourists. That would be, yeah. Oh, how about Bigfoot, uh, bears, and mountain lions? Okay. that could You can toss that in there. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Being out in the middle of nowhere and having to use the toilet, there's nowhere to pull over where you can hide. Yeah, that's true. But, I, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, okay. We'll go I with that. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Let's see. I already threw in Bigfoot. Uh, seeing the launch of all of Wyoming's intercontinental ballistic missiles, because you know what goes out must come in. Right. Yeah, okay. But, but most, most of the stuff that we'll shoot won't come back. No, our stuff's not going to come back. But if we're launching, there's other stuff coming our way. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's That's the point of that. Okay. That would be scary. I, I would say so. Okay. All Especially right. folks in Cheyenne. That's almost ground zero down there. Sure. Driving I-80 wintertime. That's death-defying. Yeah, yes. Yes. That, that, is, that, that okay. is the most scary thing yeah. in Wyoming. Okay. Right? Okay. That, that, that's it right there. But don't tell me Devil's Tower. No. I've been to Devil's Tower many times over. I'm not scared and, of Devil's no, Tower. No. In fact, if I'm at Devil's Tower and the space aliens do show up, oh, thank God, how, how soon do we leave? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Maybe, have, maybe they'll take a <laughs> selfie with you. Please. I would love to see something like that. Although I don't think they're, well, the selfie thing may not be allowed. I'm not sure how that works with the space aliens. But every time I see pictures of aliens or spacecraft, it's always blurry. Yeah, I so never, yeah there's I'm never not been a really a clear picture sure of them. The rule. You know? If we can get Bigfoot to take a picture of us with the alien and the spacecraft. Oh, yeah. Why is he out. all fuzzy? Yeah, but that's, it's not scary. Yeah. Women's college basketball at the Division One level tonight. The Wyoming Cowgirls will be in Albuquerque to take on New Mexico. The Cowgirls have won all four of their Mountain West Conference games. They sit at nine and six overall. They defeated San Diego State their last time out, and the Lobos come in at eleven and six and two and two in league play. This will be a good gauge of ability game for UW, and that's a seven p.m. start from the pit in Albuquerque. Junior college basketball. The L Triple C teams from Cheyenne were swept by Gillette College last night. The men absorbed an eighty-two sixty-eight loss to dropped them to 11 and 8 overall the women's team lost to Gillette 64-56 so the Golden Eagles are 7 and 10 overall both L Triple C teams will play at Eastern Wyoming and Torrington on Friday Casper College basketball teams will host Central Wyoming from Riverton tomorrow night at the Tiber gym the women have won 5 in a row and they sit at 14 and 4 on the year while the Tiber men sport a mark of 11 and 7 high school basketball tonight Cheyenne Central will take on Cheyenne South and girls boy and boys play at the Story gym at 6 and 7:30 Cheyenne East will be at Laramie tonight. Both the boys and girls games should be very competitive as a 6 and 7.30 start as well. The National Football League playoffs resume this weekend. The Buffalo Bills with former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen will host Kansas City in the divisional round on Sunday at 4.30. The Bills are two and a half point favorites in the contest and Allen won 21 of 30 for 203 yards and three TD passes and an electrifying 52-yard touchdown run as Buffalo beat Pittsburgh in that wild card round 31-17. Also in the AFC, Baltimore is the number one seed. They'll host Houston on Saturday. The Ravens are eight-point favorites in that game. In the NFC, San Francisco is the number one seed. They'll host Green Bay on Saturday. 49ers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. And the 49ers also have former Wyoming Cowboy defensive back Tayshawn Gibson playing on that team. And he has started 16 games for the Niners this season. 
On Sunday in the NFC, Tampa Bay will be at Detroit. The Lions, who won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years, uh, in the, uh, beat the LA Rams in that wild card game, and they are six and a half point favorites in that game against the Bucks. High school wrestling from last night, Cheyenne East over Kelly Walsh in a duel 48-36. East has serious state championship hopes this season and took second in the big Thoman duels in Green River over the weekend. 132-pounder Kozak Porter went 7-0 and in that deal, and so did 150-pounder Liam Fox, who is the defending 4A state champion at 145 pounds. And that's it in sports. Sounds like a football watcher. A lot of football this weekend. You know, I, I think the, the weather won't be nearly as severe to cancel as many high school events as like okay. last weekend. Right. You know, so hopefully we'll be able to go from point A to point B. Well, now on the national level, why is Tampa going to Detroit? The weather's nicer in Tampa. Detroit plays indoors. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, but so people got to get to the game. Hey, Detroit, go to Tampa. They got nicer weather. You'll have a better time. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Detroit, you know, wants to play in their own place. They, they really do. Yeah. Okay. And they've earned okay. that right. You know. Yeah, so. they certainly have. But the night, the, the nice weather's in Tampa. It, it, um, it may rain all 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 game in Tampa. Uh, in it, Tampa. It, well, they have, do they have an open stadium? They do. Yeah, yes, they? yes, they do. With that big pirate ship that army. Yeah, and every time they make a touchdown, yeah. they fire Boom. the cannons yeah, off yeah, and yeah, so yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Go to Tampa. Yeah. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we got to take care of news time. After that's wake up. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. We'll get to open phones in just a little bit. A few things I wanted to clear out first, and in this case, there's some people who are guilty of massive hypocrisy who, once again, the light is shown on them and, of course, they're mad as hell that anybody would dare point it out. Today's show is sponsored by Earwax-Colored Hearing Aids. The perfect camouflage for hearing better. Which makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, you got all of that stuff dripping out of your ears anyway. Why not just go ahead and make your hearing aids the same exact color? Okay, so as you know, it is, according to the cult of climate change, the end times, the last days. Uh, don't worry about it. By the time we get to their purported last day, they're just going to kick the can down the road again. And make the last day another 10 or 12 years from now. But anyway. So put on your respirator and let's fix that generator. And while we're out, we'll mend our fences too. See, I'm not afraid of dying. Just got reasons for surviving. I want one more day in the apocalypse with you. So... Here we have uh, John Kerry. This has happened to John Kerry before, including at congressional hearings. People will call John Kerry out on his hypocrisy. Now, first off, you know, John, you're flying around in private jets. I don't own a private jet. Doesn't your wife own? She owns several, as a matter of fact. Have you flown in them? Well, yeah, I have flown in them. Okay, so you own private jets. You're married to her, you know, and you fly around. Also, government jets which are bigger than her private jets, 
and you fly all over the world in that too, and limos and SUVs, and you and your wife own several big homes, and et cetera, et cetera, and on and go. So once again, and he gets mad when this is pointed out because you and I are supposed to cut our carbon footprint, but don't you dare suggest that he has to. So here he is, walk into yet another international summit. And there's reporters all over the place. But, of course, reporters are not asking real questions until a real reporter shows up and actually tries to corner him. Now, what's funny, you'll also hear John Kerry has a couple of his aides nearby, and they're like football players trying to body block to keep this reporter away from John Kerry. What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? You think it's worth it? That's a stupid question. Is it really? Is it? Is it? Is it more stupid than you traveling here to tell us? Please, sorry. We're done. We're done. We are done now. You can't grab me. You can't grab us. This is a free society, mate. This is, we have freedom of the press. Why do you think you're more important? Your carbon footprint doesn't matter, but everybody else around the world. Nobody ever suggested that. Don't make up stupid questions. Being here suggests that. A stupid question. You being here every single year and doing this suggests that. And and I have done a huge amount. Listen. Uh-huh. Okay, so you can see, of course, again, you hear his aide trying to body block him. And nobody ever suggested such, that's eh, so stupid. It's not a stupid question. And many people have suggested it. But, of course, you see how upset he gets when someone points out his level of hypocrisy. Now, it's one thing for people to be a little hypocritical about something, but to be that massively hypocritical. On that note, Al Gore. Now, you're going to love what Al Gore says. He is in a panel discussion. Right now, there's a uh, annual meeting of the World Economic Forum going on. So a lot of the cult of climate change has to show up, right? So Al Gore is being asked questions. He's up on stage. There's somebody talking to him. Mother Nature has other uh, intentions. Unfortunately, the climate-related extreme weather events, they're underway right now, today, every day, every day. Uh, and we're continuing to add uh, a huge additional amount of heat-trapping pollution to the sky every single day. The good news is that once we get to true net zero and stop adding Adding, the temperatures will stop going up almost immediately with a lag of as little as three years. And if we stay at true net zero, half of the human cause to greenhouse gas pollution will fall out of the atmosphere in as little as 25 to 30 years. He has no idea if that's true or not. Absolutely none. No, no, no idea. None. By the way, he got there after he left one of his many mansions. Uh, he flew in a big jet and arrived there by SUV to tell us that if we got to net zero. <laughs> so, but, hey, just in just three years, I mean, it's all, it's all we just got to get to net zero. At the same time, he goes on in that same interview, admitting, unfortunately, the world is not using less coal, gas, and oil. It's using more. Not less, but more. All right. Now, let's go to Montana for this one. There's a congressman, Matt Rosendale, in Montana. He's a Republican. Now, Matt Rosendale was driving in Montana by a wind farm. As we hear in Wyoming and surrounding states, sub-zero temperatures, right? He's taking a drive. It is minus 30 degrees. And he goes by a wind farm in his state. And as you might imagine, not a single turbine is turning. And the reason why is, we've talked about before, when it gets to be that cold... The wind pretty much just stops. It really gets that cold. There's very few places where it's moving at all. That's not to say it never moves, but it mostly doesn't. The air is just too cold, too heavy. Molecules are too close together. It's just not moving. 
So he's looking at this huge field of wind turbines and not a lick of electricity is being produced. It's a fine morning here in Montana. It's uh, 30 degrees below zero. And I'm standing in the Judith Gap, which is in the central part of the state. Uh, the reason I stopped here today is I wanted everybody to see one of the things that I talk about Natural Resource Committee all the time. And that is renewable energy does not work the way that my colleagues on the left would like to say that it works. When it's 30 degrees below zero, wind turbines don't turn, folks. I would say that it's pretty necessary to have energy on a day like this so that you can keep your, your home heated, okay? But I'm standing in the middle of a wind farm, and I'm telling you right now, you can see with your own eyes that there is not a single solitary one of these wind turbines that is turning. They don't turn when it's 30 degrees below zero. And I will tell you, my house still needs heat today. So it was that going on. And in the meantime, quite a few people sent me stories, which I had talked about yesterday. But I guess folks had missed. People come in and out during the course of the program. There are quite a few people who stay with this program through the whole thing. Uh, but there are some people who are in and out. And they didn't hear that I had talked about this. So if you go to Canada and it happened in Chicago and many other places where quite a few electric cars have been sold and electric cars, well, there's basically whole parking lots filled with abandoned electric cars. And the reason why was not only do they have a much shorter range when it gets to be that cold, but good luck charging them when it gets to be that cold. And so that was a massive problem across Canada, across certain northern states where there have been a higher sale of, of electric vehicles. And so, yeah, I had read that on the air that this has been a, a big problem for those people who own electric cars where they are looking at them now going, gee, okay, when it gets too hot, we have a problem. When it gets too cold, we have a problem. Is this really the vehicle I want to go with? Especially on a cold day like this, I just, I don't want to be stranded. Ain't no way you'll ever find me behind the wheel of an electric car. I want that 10 miles per gallon. Oil leaking. No muffler having. Screaming V8 driving down the high. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so a few more things. This is, again, going back to what some of you were sending me yesterday. I had talked about it on the air yesterday, but I'm going to go back because so many people sent this to me. One article titled, Frigid Weather Reveals Another Problem with Electric Vehicles. It's been years, story says, since the city of Chicago has had a prolonged period of cold weather like this. And some residents are learning the hard way that their electric vehicles have difficult time coping with frigid conditions. The Evergreen Park residents uh, seen lined up for hours as they attempted to charge their cars. Quote, we've come here to wait hours to get to the charger. They'll tell you it's fast, but, well, according to this gentleman, Mr. Campbell, not when it's this cold. Just not going to be that cold. So, first off, again, the problem with the vehicles losing a lot of charge when the temperature gets that cold. There's that first. 
Then, when they get to the charging station, it takes longer to charge it because everything's so cold. Then, as the gentleman in Montana pointed out, the congressman in Montana, he's standing there around a bunch of wind turbines that are turning because it's too cold. And the solar panels covered up in snow and ice because it's too cold. So for those people who want to go all wind and solar and drive electric cars, what now? What the hell do you do now? And it's not just your vehicles that you can't charge. Your house is not staying warm. you got to put these things together realistically. Okay, so then here's another one. Now, I, I'm not big on polls, but we'll take a look at this one anyway. 65% of Americans say they're unlikely to buy electric cars as they strand drivers in winter freeze. An overwhelming majority of Americans said Tuesday they were unlikely to even consider buying an electric vehicle. The poll comes as EVs stranded drivers in their homes and off the sides of roads all over the United States. Uh, Rasmussen reports 65% of the people they spoke to anyway said they're just not going to buy one, including 37% that say they are not likely to buy an EV. Um, say with 3 in 10 Americans said they would consider buying. I don't think the numbers are entire. I actually think the numbers are, are higher than that as far as people who are just going, no, for various reasons. But this just sort of cements it. About 52% of those making at least $200,000 a year said they were likely to purchase one. But you see, they can afford it. Meanwhile, more than 7 in 10 working lower middle class people said that they can't afford even with all the subsidies. Okay. The story says, poll comes as winter freeze blasts across the U.S. and Canada, leaving electric vehicle drivers stranded in their homes on the side of the road. And then it talks about the Chicago problem with just a parking lot filled with cars not going anywhere. So, oh, Dave and Burns. Good morning, Glenn. This sign does exist in Cheyenne, although Rachel Maddow won't tell you. Oh, okay. Let me go ahead and click to see what he just said. I'm getting a note from Dave and Burns. Let's see. Uh, oh, I know the restaurant. Uh, breakfast and lunch. Ban shredded cheese. Make America great again. Oh, God. Did they actually put that up there? <laughs> That's good, Dave. I didn't know they actually put that up there. Now, one more on this, and then we'll get on to other topics over here. So there is a lot of dumb ideas out there for trying to control the climate. One of the dumbest is all we have to do is control the level of CO2, and that's like a thermostat, you see? And if we can control the CO2 like a thermostat, then we'll never have bad weather. And then ideas about painting the ice sheets in Antarctica or any place where ice is melted, painting it white so it reflects more sun like snow and ice. Well, that would keep the planet cool. Or putting something out in space that blocks some of the sun so less sunlight gets to Earth so we don't warm up. University of Glasgow has proposed a huge space mirror that could allow solar panels to satisfy electric demand after sundown. Yeah, the idea... <laughs> If you happen to be looking up into the sky, February 5th, 1993, there's a chance you would have seen a dim flash that came down from a Russian spacecraft, the story says. They were doing sort of a mirror experiment. So, okay. Technically, it's feasible, but what would it cost? Solar energy, absurdly expensive, of course, obviously. But the idea is part of the problem is, well, what do you do when the sun goes down? 
well, gosh, the sun goes down and we're not getting any any solar. That's why they have these massive battery farms to store some of that. What do you do? Well, if you put a big mirror on the other side of the planet, you can go ahead and reflect sunlight back. And those solar panels could at least still... Do we have nighttime? I know it would just be one little dot. It wouldn't be as big as the sun. But at least some energy would be coming to the planet. And the the panels would be able to make something, right? This is their brilliant idea that they want to. Okay. So in the meantime, I, I got an idea. If that's what you want to do, then let's go ahead and create, along with wind turbines, okay? You have a field of wind turbines? Let's make wind turbines on the other side of them. And these wind turbines have diesel-powered generators that turn the blades, creating wind. And so when the other wind turbines that create electricity don't have enough wind to turn, we can use the diesel-powered turbines to create wind to turn the ones that are supposed to be making electricity from wind. See? Now, if you're thinking, well, that's the dumbest idea I ever heard, so is the one I just gave to you. So is the one about blocking some of the sunlight out or painting areas white so they reflect sun like snow would so we don't get so all of these geoengineering ideas are idiotic dumping things in the ocean to try to change carbon sequestration is idiotic all of these idiotic ideas to try to save the planet and they just keep coming up with more dumb ideas and then they wonder why we don't believe them. oh on that note i say I, I do have in front of me a magazine from 1974 called radio times Headline, The Ice Age Cometh. It's true. The weather's getting worse. Ice a mile thick will cover Britain 20 times, uh, has covered Britain 20 times in the Earth's past. Uh, It's due again. This time it could be back forever. With weather machinery, maybe we can fix this problem. That was back in 1974 when they were worried about an ice age. Okay, now... One last note I'll get to after the news and information break we're coming up because this, I think, is kind of fun. So there is, let me see, okay, elections. Here's the headline. Elections are a threat to democracy. And basically, and here's the subtitle I'm putting in, basically because so many voters are right-wing. And it does sort of segue in, in part, to the whole cult of climate change thing because one of the things they mention here is, well, the problem is there's so many people who don't believe in human-caused climate change, and those people vote. And we got to stop them from that because we can't have them voting. It's worse, it, as bad as that is, it's worse than you think. And I'll explain why it's worse than you think as we get into the next segment of the program over there because <laughs> this is just... Well, and again, it just gets more and more absurd. And they wonder why we don't believe, well, I don't believe them anyway, and why many of you don't believe them. And the answer is because they've gotten so over-the-top absurd. I mean, if they had just said, hey, we have to watch the pollutants we put into the atmosphere because it can affect the climate, I would not have disagreed. But this, oh, dear God, this... All right, coming up on 7.30, local news coming your way right after that update on your weather forecast. Don Day joins me live at 7.45 to give that extended forecast. He and I have a talk about the weather every single day to give you an idea of what's coming. The short story is it gets a little bit worse before it gets better. So you have to go through some weather 
today, tomorrow, Friday, before we get to a relatively nice weekend, nice compared to the days we've had for the past week or so. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. The time it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Let me see. Shiloh is in Glen Rock, and he's sending me a picture here. Oh wow. Okay, so. Uh, is that, they're just not moving? Is that a show? He has a picture of a bunch of wind turbines out there. And it's really cold. Are they moving at all, though? Because it's it's supposed to be kind of windy out there. So you would think. But I know that during the freeze, they didn't. John and Gillette, can we borrow the mirror in January in Wyoming? I'm sure we can because we can get up a lot earlier then. See, we would use it for daylight savings time. For those people just joining me. Yeah, the cult of climate change. Someone suggested... To help solar panels work at night, we can put a giant mirror on the other side of the planet and have it reflect the sun. Okay, so, story I have in front of me here. Let's see, Sharon Korn wrote this. Uh, AB, History and Science Studies, Women and Gender. And so, okay, she is an assistant editor. This is the Doctrine of Academic Freedom that I'm reading from. I know, you get that magazine delivered to your house every single day, don't you? Or every single month. The Doctrine of Academic Freedom. Let's give up on academic freedom in favor of justice. Sure, let's go with that. Uh, Sandra Korn is writing this. Sandra has an AB 14 History Science Studies of Women and Gender and Sexuality Assistant Editor, Duke University. Okay. So she writes here, I moved to Durham, North Carolina, where I found a job in the Book Acquisitions Department, Duke University Press. Uh, and a lot of scholarly books, things like that. She says, I'm now an assistant editor focusing on you know these books. Okay. However, her idea took a life of its own. The story says, for example, some people, it's not enough that two-thirds of teenagers agree with them. We need more than this. A third of, here's a headline, a third of UK teenagers believe climate change is exaggerated. So they don't believe that the climate is or isn't changing. It's exaggerated. YouTube criticized for amplifying lies about climate change. Well, I tell you who's really lying about it, but okay. And this is a problem because, you see, these people vote. This is the complaint about the article that I'm looking at. In this first report, the story says, for the first time, researchers at the Center for uh, Countering Digital Hate have qualified a report uh, over the past few years. They call the New Denial, a departure from the rejection of human-caused climate change to attacks on climate scientists and so on. Now it's hate if you disagree with them. And they claimed about 70% of all climate denial claims are made on YouTube. Uh, Well... That's not the only place, but okay. And then it talks about 2024 is the year of elections that threatens democracy. 41% of the world's population is having major elections this year. Yay, democracy, right? Well, no, not really. 
because all, all of you extremists, most this is I'm reading from the story, mostly in right wing parties. They're on the rise. Oh my gosh. Because you disbelieve in so many things. There's even a headline. This is an opinion piece. Elections are bad for democracy. Isn't that an oxymoron? Because, again, all of these people who disagree with these leftists are concluding that the problem is we're allowing people who disagree with them to show up and actually vote. And so if you're a, as they would say, a climate denier, we can't allow you to vote. And what else that you disagree with them on? Because if you disagree, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. See, because that it's an oxymoron. It, okay. It doesn't surprise me that people like this would think something like this, that, you know, it's a threat to democracy to allow people to vote. It's a complete and total contradiction. That's not possible. That it could be a threat to democracy to let people vote. But for someone who thinks like they think, it obviously is not a contradiction. It can't possibly be. I want to ask the question, do you think they ever hear themselves? I don't think they do. Or maybe they hear themselves, but they're so in denial, they're able to just brush it away. I'm not sure how that works inside a mind like that. Everybody has to agree with them or, well, we can't allow people to vote. Well, the whole point of voting is to allow people who disagree with you to have a voice too, isn't it? All right. But consider the source of where this comes from. And a lot of the articles and headlines I just read to you are from uh, news magazines, if you will, even online magazines, that hardly anyone reads anyway. So don't worry about it. If I manage to make it through this week, I would like my straight jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So the takeaway I get from your morning podcast, Don, is it gets a little bit worse and squirrely before it gets better. Yeah, we're going to have some ups and downs. We're not completely clear to this winter weather just yet. Uh, Today... You're going to see quite a bit of snow falling in Wyoming's western and southern mountains and some snow showers then come out across the plains later today, tonight, and also during the day tomorrow. Nothing heavy for the plains, uh, but if you're near the mountains, you'll get a little bit more. And uh, there's going to be ups and downs with our temperatures. Now, we're enjoying some warmer temperatures here uh, right now in most of the state. That trend will continue today into early tomorrow. But that Arctic air, which has been retreating, is going to say, I want to, I want one more hug before I go. So it's going to get pushed back westward tomorrow and into Friday morning. So the northern, central, and eastern counties of the state probably going below zero again overnight Thursday. You, you know, we're not really huggers out here. Does it know this? <laughs> I just, okay. Now, now, having said that though, listen, since I said before it gets better, how does that weekend look? Not bad. Uh, okay. first of all, most of the Arctic air will be out of the state. We'll still see the nooks and crannies, the low-lying spots, still keeping some of that cold air. But the overall message for the weekend is Pacific air 
will replace this much colder Canadian air mass and temperatures will, will go closer to seasonal averages. So we're talking 30s, maybe even some low 40s in some areas. There's going to be enough moisture for a fair amount of clouds this weekend. There's going to be some snow showers in the high country. But compared to where we've been, this weekend will be a big, big improvement. Okay. Now, speaking of the snow showers in the high country, how is it looking up there? Because we had some catching up to do. Yeah, we did. Now, the the big winners from this most recent storm were the southern mountains and the western and southwest mountains of the state. We saw snowpacks go up as much as 25% in the upper North Platte, the Little Snake River, the Green River Basin, Lower Green especially. Where we didn't see a big boost was the Bighorns, uh, the Black Hills, and the far northwest mountains. But, you know, the Jacksonville Ski Area got over 50 inches of snow. Um, and so there's more help. There's going to be significant amounts of snow in the high country of the state the next two days. So we did get a good chunk made up. We got more to go, but we certainly uh, did see the biggest snow of the season in many of those mountains. And it looks like California mountains and up and down the coastal areas are going to get a good shot in the next couple of days. Yeah, they will. Um, we, we've seen the precipitation increase along the West Coast, and that's going to continue into the weekend and early next week. So that's going to get the bigger mountain ranges along the coastal areas and help the snowpack in California. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with day weather, 748 is the time. So, okay, you know, it gets a little bit worse before it gets better. But at least it's going to slowly work toward better. So that's a good thing. On to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Boy, Frank, I have just been – sometimes i got such a good story for you. I you am, just can't wait to I tell can't me. Wait. And I wanted to do this right out of the gate first thing in the morning. Okay. But I waited till now. Okay. <clears throat> so the headline that I wrote for this, Wyoming's mailbox nudist prompts new law. There are nude mailboxes? No. So I thought all mailboxes were nude. No. Well, no. Now, some They're people not. wrap them and so on. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, what happens is there's this guy over in Crook County. He and his wife are nudists. Fine to live in Wyoming. What a great place to be a nudist. Except when it gets cold out. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what you yeah. do then. Yeah. And he has one of those places where, you know, that you can't drive down every little back road to get to everybody's mailbox. So they have one of those communal mailboxes. Right, that's up. right on the side. Right. Of, yeah, right, okay. right by the main entrance there. Yeah. When he goes to get his mail. Does he have clothes on? No, doesn't. Now, I wonder, again, what does he do in the wintertime? But anyway, no, he doesn't. And, you know, you know my rule on this, Frank, uh, those people who like to get naked in public are never the people you like to see naked. Right. But yeah. the, you know what? Uh, a- a- he doesn't care. I know he doesn't. In fact, he doesn't care so much that one of his neighbors went, oh, Lord, please, would you put something on? And his reaction, the nudist reaction, was to uh, bend over and spread them. Oh. Yeah. So now. So he's naturally mooning. Yes. Actually, a true mooning. Yes. Yeah. With a black hole. Yeah. In, in there. In yeah. speaking of. Yeah. Okay. And so here's the problem with this. Uh, There's many comes, problems. The, well, there is. Now, the <laughs> problem here is. See, it hasn't happened to you yet, Frank. So no, no. you're okay with it. <laughs> so there's, it's not illegal until there's a law written. Now, the law about public indecency applies to somebody who's being indecent in a way that they're trying to either get arousal or upset somebody, whatever the case. But for some guy who's just walking around nude, we don't have any such law. Really? Yeah. So now that might change. House Bill 51 has been offered up that would change that. So basically, if it were to get passed, no, you can't just go walking around in public in the buff. 
There, there was, a, I think, the la- a lady in Casper, not too long ago, she was riding a like a motorcycle with no top on. I heard about that. Yeah, I, I guess that's legal. Uh, yes, there's nothing. There's no law that says she can't. She's not trying to do anything except just be outside in public, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. But right. okay, yeah. so we'll see if this law gets passed. But that. You, so you're telling me the nude guy in Crook County is getting yes. his mail in the nude, yes. and he's walking on rocks and dirt with no shoes on? Yes, sir. He doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Okay. 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 Right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Women's college basketball, the Division One level, of the Wyoming Cowgirls will be in Albuquerque to take on New Mexico. The Cowgirls have won all four of their Mountain West Conference games this season, and they sit at nine and six overall. They defeated San Diego State their last time out. Lobos come in at eleven and six overall, two and two in league play. This will be a really good gauge of ability game for UW. That'll be starting at seven p.m. at the Pit in Albuquerque. Junior college basketball, the L Triple C teams out of Cheyenne were swept by Gillette College last night. The men absorbed an 82-68 loss to drop to 11-8. The women's team lost to Gillette 64-56. The Golden Eagles are 7-10 overall. Both LCCC teams will play at Eastern Wyoming and Torrington on Friday. Casper College basketball teams will host Central Wyoming from Riverton tomorrow night. The women have won five in a row instead of 14 and four on the year, while the Tiber men currently sport a record of 11 and seven. High school basketball tonight. Cheyenne Central will take on Cheyenne South and girls and boys play at the Story Gym at six and seven thirty. Cheyenne East will be at Laramie tonight and both boys and girls play and both games should be very, very competitive and those will start at six and seven thirty as well. National Football League playoffs will resume this weekend. The Buffalo Bills with former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen will host Kansas City in the divisional round on Sunday at four thirty. The Bills are two and a half point favorites in the contest. Allen went 21 of 30 for 203 yards and three TD passes and an electrifying 52-yard run for a touchdown as Buffalo beat Pittsburgh in the wild card round 31-17. In the A, also in the AFC, Baltimore is the number one seed. They'll host Houston on Saturday. The Ravens are eight-point favorites in that deal. In the NFC, San Francisco is the number one seed. They'll host Green Bay on Saturday. The 49ers are nine and a half point favorites with former Wyoming Cowboy defensive back Tashawn Gibson playing a big role on that defense. He started 16 games for the Niners this year. And then on Sunday in the NFC, Tampa Bay will be at Detroit. The Lions uh, won a playoff game last week in the wild card round for the, for the first time in 32 years, and they are six and a half point favorites. High school wrestling from last night, Chinese beat Kelly Walsh in the duel 58-36. East has a serious state championship hopes this year and took second in the big Thoman duels in Green River over the weekend. 132-pounder Kozak Porter went 7-0 in that deal in Sweetwater County, and so did 150-pounder Liam Fox, who is the defending 4A state champion, and 145 pounds. And that's it in sports. So I was just thinking, Frank, you know, to be a nudist in Wyoming takes a whole lot of dedication. Oh, it's just dedication. You're, you're a hearty soul, um, I'll tell you that. See, when I lived in Tampa Bay. In well, Tampa but the people area, are doing it all the there's time. There's nudist colonies there, and those people, I mean, it's nice year-round. I mean, it's tropical, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. In Wyoming, when we get to the weather like we're having right now, you have to be dedicated to pick up your mail in the nude. Yeah. I, I don't know how they do that any, any time after October the 1st. Yeah, I would like to give someone who's that dedicated a trophy. The kind of trophy that they have to carry in front of them so we can't see. <laughs> so are there, are there p- pictures to identify in this guy? I or? don't want to see him. He would be, you don't need yeah. pictures, Frank. He would be the nude guy. <laughs> me, me, me neither, yeah. All right, coming up, coming up on some local business and news time and weather forecasts. It's Wake Up, Wyoming.
8.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Wednesday and over the hump we go. Okay, got several questions coming in. Hang on. We'll get to them here. The show is sponsored by Earwax Colored Hearing Aids. The perfect camouflage for hearing better. Yeah, yeah, and you want that camouflage, too. You really do. Because, I mean, if you're going to be wearing a hearing aid and you're embarrassed by it, if it's just the color of your earwax, it'll work absolutely perfect. Okay, so for people sending me notes off the Wake Up Wyoming app, I'm going to answer that next. But also, we've now entered into the most dangerous portion of this program every single day. And about this time, open phones. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. One, Shiloh, he's in Glenrock. And you show me pictures of some wind turbines out there. And it is windy out there today. I mean, pretty good wind out there, too. But there's a the picture here, he's got a whole bunch of wind turbines in the picture. And he said, uh, 12, say three out of 12 are turning. There's 30 mile an hour winds. Okay, interesting. So when you do get a good shot of wind out there, only three out of 12 are actually turning. Now, that goes back to, in fact, I'll go ahead and, and pardon me, folks, while I back up and grab that cut again because I think it really fits what we're talking about right now. This is a gentleman who is a congressman, Matt Rosendale, and he's up in Montana. Now, he pulled over in negative 30 degree temperatures because the wind wasn't blowing because it was negative 30 degrees. And he's standing there looking at a bunch of wind turbines which aren't moving. It's a fine morning here in Montana. It's uh, 30 degrees below zero. And I'm standing in the Judith Gap, which is in the central part of the state. Uh, the reason I stopped here today is I wanted everybody to see one of the things that I talk about Natural Resource Committee all the time, and that is renewable energy does not work the way that my colleagues on the left would like to say that it works. When it's 30 degrees below zero, wind turbines don't turn, folks. I would say that it's pretty necessary to have energy on a day like this so that you can keep your, your home heated, okay? But I'm standing in the middle of a wind farm, and I'm telling you right now, you can see with your own eyes that there is not a single solitary one of these wind turbines that is turning they don't turn when it's 30 degrees below zero and i will tell you my house still needs heat today so mike is in casper this is a great question mike he asked do you or do the uh, wyoming wind generators work during extreme cold and even run in extreme wind now, I would like to know, because that's an excellent question, at what point do they have to stop the turbines? And it, I, I'm picky this way, I know. It's a turbine, not a turbine. A turb, 
bin is what you wear on your head as a headdress. A turbine is what we're talking about. It's a subtle difference, but there you go. But anyway, all right. So I do know that when it gets really cold, they're not producing their own heat. And so wind turbines will go ahead and take electricity to keep warm because there's vinyl components and even liquids in there that have to keep warm. So when you see like this congressman is looking at that field, those wind turbines would be taking electricity off of the grid, even though they're not turning and creating electricity. They're taking electricity from the grid to keep heaters going inside so damage is not done during extreme cold. Now, what is the coldest it can get before they just shut them down? I don't know. But I would like to know the answer to that. Also, what is the maximum wind? Now, I do know that they have uh, constant speed blades. And what that means is when the wind picks up or slows down, they can adjust the tilt of the blade so it doesn't go too slow or too fast. It, they can try to pitch it a little bit to try to keep a certain speed. If it is too windy, they can go ahead and turn it in such a way that now the wind is not going to turn the blade because it's in a neutral position against the wind. There's also brakes on there to keep them from turning. Now, when is it too windy? I don't know the answer to that. That is a great question, Mike. I'd like to, I might just go and look that up. And it probably just because of the size of it. Now, here's. Arnie, he's also in Casper. I've seen this cartoon before, Arnie. It's really good. Yes, it's plugged in. Now what? It's a guy with an electric car, and he's parked at the bottom of a wind turbine, and he's plugged in, but the wind turbine is frozen over. So how is he going to charge his electric car? Which is what I was asking last hour. You've heard about all the cars. Chicago's one place, but they're not the only place. And also up, even up in Canada, there's whole parking lots filled with cars. Electric vehicles that are not moving. It got so cold, it ended up, you know, getting cold anyway will hurt their range, but so cold their range was really seriously disrupted. And so all of these vehicles pull up to charging stations to try to charge up, and they're not able to charge up because it's too cold to do so. Now, if you wanted to go by just wind and solar power, forget oil and gas, you're going to create or even coal and gas, you're going to go ahead and create your electricity just solely by wind and solar, then what are you going to do when it gets really cold and the wind isn't blowing and the sun isn't shining and there's snow and ice over both your wind and solar and there's no backup generator from natural gas or coal, what are you going to charge your electric car with? How is that going to work? I don't think these people have thought it all the way through, but weeks like this past week is certainly forcing them to think it all the way through. All right, off to the phones we go. Hey, Jude. This is Jim. Oh, Jim, I thought it said Jude. Hang on a second. Jim, huh? that was my mistake, Miss Mary. I thought it was Jude. Oh, oh. This is Jim about wind turbines. All right, Jim, what you got? Okay, you're asking about the effective wind speeds for the turbines. Yes. As a general rule... Anything up to about seven miles an hour, either they don't turn at all or they wouldn't produce enough electricity to charge your telephone. Right. Okay. Um, on the other end, when they get over about 35 miles an hour, and this is another you know dependent type thing, uh, when they get over that 35 mile an hour threshold, 
then they start reversing polarity and go into what's called dynamic braking. Okay. So the, any power they produce is not going into making them stop. Right. And then once they get further up the line, more wind, uh, they just lock them up so they won't turn at all. Otherwise, they self-destruct. Okay. And I do know that when it gets down to a certain temperature, that electricity is sent to the wind turbine to keep it from freezing up inside, because that can be really bad for them. Yeah, and also when it gets really cold, like snow and ice storms and that sort of thing, they have what's called ice throw. Okay. And they can launch a chunk of ice a long ways mm. uh, when they get up to maximum speed and the ice breaks loose off the props. That might so actually that's be a bad thing. Okay. No, yeah, but still though, that could be kind of fun to watch, right? Oh yeah, it's great uh, to watch on film, but I don't want to be anywhere close. <laughs> yeah, I get it. All right, Jim. Thank I you. I appreciate the information. <laughs> Welcome to Wolf Radio. WOK is the top of the hour, and we're sponsored by Rainbow Mood Hair Color, the hair dye that changes your hair color depending on what's pissing you off now. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 20 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. If you're trying right now, and it can be a tough economy to do this in, but trying to buy or sell a home or some other piece of property they have, even a business, not easy in today's economy, which is why you want some kind of an expert in your corner. And I mean someone who's been in the community for a good long time and has an excellent track record. Now here in Casper in the Natrona County area, that's Lisa Burge and Associates. Their real estate office has an amazing record of getting people's property on the move. To give you an example about this, let's take, for example, I told you about a guy yesterday whose house, Fred, who was sitting on his house for just months, like six months, and nothing had moved. And then he gets a hold of Lisa, 48 hours later, boom, gone. John was also trying to sell his house, very competitive market. And, of course, you know the way the pricing structure works today, not good. Knew that he had to come up with a unique plan to make his house stand out from other homes, so he contacted Lisa and her associates, and their team immediately went to work. Extensive resources put at play. You need to know how to work the market. You can't just put a sign up and then maybe take an ad out somewhere. It's a lot more complicated than that. So, Lisa Birds and Associates, you can find them online. They've sold you know, about average of 375 houses a year in the Casper area. Many good reviews online as well. So Lisa Burge and Associates Real Estate has been recognized as one of the highest ranked teams in Wyoming and considered one of the top 50 teams in the country as well. So go ahead and give them a call today. Look them up online. Get that property moving rather than just sitting there because the longer it sits there, well, it's frankly, that's more money that it's costing you. So you want the experts in your corner who know how not just to market, but how to make a good deal for you as well. Lisa Burge and Associates Real Estate in Casper, Wyoming. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can go ahead and talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. So we have uh, problems across America with shoplifting. Right. And in some places it's worse than others, especially those places where they the criminals know they will not prosecute. The man will not prosecute if you steal below a certain amount. I still like that guy who tried to make the argument. The lawyer tried to make the argument. Well, 
he didn't steal over the amount that's prosecutable. The stuff was on sale, so he sold under the amount. Someone actually tried that in a Tampa court. One of the stories I have in front of me, Video California, Target and Walmarts have locked up underwear to curb rampant shoplifting. Really? They've actually started locking up things like underwear. You walk into one of their stores and most everything is behind glass and under lock and key. you got to get help to go take a look at it. Mike is in Laramie. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Glenn. About yes, the geoengineering geo story you had earlier this morning. Uh-huh. And this show, I'm just thinking about it. It shows me first, these people are total scientific illiterate. Yeah. They have no idea how climate on the planet works. And there's a lot of illogic in their whole scheme. I mean, first they're complaining that we are, human activities are changing climate, but isn't this what they want to do with their geoengineering, have human interference in natural climate? Right, yeah. So the idea and, that if we go ahead and do something to the oceans or we paint things white or we block out the sun, how do they know that that's going to work the way they say it's going to work? Computer models. Right, yeah. And and those haven't been really well at predicting weather or anything else so far, so I don't no, trust the computer models. And if they want to block out the sunlight, I mean, first off, I mean, the sun is the ultimate driver of climate on this planet. Yeah. So if you block sunlight, doesn't that mean that the solar panels aren't going to work? Uh, yes, that would be a problem. Now, if your solar panels aren't working, and that would also change the wind as well. And also plants yeah. would have trouble growing because plants need a lot of sunlight in order to grow. Yeah, so what did right. you just do? They would just, um, they don't think these things through. I know Don, Don Day will tell you to make wind, you need energy. Yeah. Energy comes from the sun. If you have less sunlight, less wind, wind turbines aren't going to work. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, so, I mean, the, the reason we're getting more snow, we did last year, we are now getting a lot more snow, is that La Nina-El Nino effect, which goes yeah. according to the cycles of the sun. And when the sun is burping more of those solar flares out into the solar system, that's when we get more rain and snow, which, of course, we need right about now. So you want to block that off, huh? Yeah. Like I said, they don't think they're, they're complete illiterates when mm -hmm. it comes to science. Yeah. Okay. And just proves to me that there's all political, not a bit of science behind it. Well, according to them, they're the geniuses. They are? Yeah, I guess what they say anyway. I, uh, then we must be, oh, gee. Oh, God, we're screwed. Thank <laughs> you, Mike. I appreciate it. Now, part of what he's and everybody else is talking about, let me go back to some of the stuff that I was playing earlier today. Okay, so let me see. There's the gentleman who is the congressman about wind turbines in Montana. Oh, wait, I'm going to play the Al Gore thing again. Get a load of this. There is a summit going on right now in Davos, and it's an economic summit. But, of course, the cult of climate change has to show up. Somebody's interviewing Al Gore. Get a load of this. Mother Nature has other uh, intentions. Unfortunately, the climate-related extreme weather events are underway right now, today, every day, every day. Uh, and we're continuing to add uh, a huge additional amount of heat-trapping pollution to the sky every single day. The good news is that once we get to true net zero and stop adding, the temperatures will stop going up almost immediately with a of as little as three years. And if we stay at true net zero, half of the human caused greenhouse gas pollution will fall out of the atmosphere in as little as 25 to 30 years. Now, he has made so many weather predictions that have never come true. He's constantly wrong. How does he know he's right about that? Well, of course, you know, 
the cult of climate change. He's one of their high priests. They naturally assume, of course, he's right. Now I can play this song. Hey, Jude. <laughs> I was like, is this a rec- is he running a recorded show? Yeah, right. Because my phone's over there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it looks like oh, John Kerry's jumping the proverbial. Uh, sinking ship by trying to get out of this climate change stuff right mm-hmm. now because I think he knows he won't have a job in about 18 months. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was going to tell you that this will be my last day calling this week. I'm leaving tomorrow. Cross your fingers. Looks like the weather's good. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take a Valium before I get on the plane. <laughs> Judy hates flying. She's going to get on an airplane. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, about the wind, uh, I saw where uh, in Chicago all of these cars are lined up. Yeah. Uh, the EVs that are not working. That's par for the course. I wish people would have understood that. I have one thing to say before I leave state. I challenge every city, county, and state elected official to tell us if you're involved in the subsidies or investment of wind and solar in the state of Wyoming. And you can leave your answers on my Facebook page. And then I think that will help a lot of us decide whether you should stay in office or not. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jude. Have a good flight. I'll see you when I get home. All right. I uh, honestly am more afraid of her going to Detroit. (laughs) No, really. She's going to Detroit. I'm more afraid of her going to Detroit than of her getting on an airplane. So, uh, see, I'm I'm putting up an idea for a story here. Okay, I, I have an, I'll tell you what I'm writing down right now based on something Judy just said. We get out of the next news and information break. So, okay, uh, news and information break. That's coming with your local news on your local radio station. Then an update on that weather forecast from Don Day and Day Weather. Then you and I have a nice long segment of open phones. So, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming. Where Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Thirty-six in time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Or triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. And you guys are pushing me back to what I was talking about earlier. So I'll go back to it's all your fault. For those who missed it, a real reporter confronted John Kerry. What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? Think it's worth it? That's a stupid question. Is it really? Is it? Is it? Is it more stupid than you traveling here to tell us? Please, no, sorry. We're done. We're done. We are done now. Don't grab me. You can't grab us. This is a free society, mate. This is. We have freedom of the press. Why do you think you're more important? Your carbon footprint doesn't matter, but everybody else around the world. Nobody ever suggested that. Don't make up stupid questions. Being here suggests that. A stupid question. You being here every single year and doing this suggests that. And and I have done a huge amount. Listen. Yeah. 
Okay, so <laughs> no one's ever suggested that. A lot of people have suggested that, John. A lot of people have looked at your lifestyle and your big lifestyle with your multiple mansions because of your rich wife and the jets you fly around in. And he denies, I don't fly around on corporate jet. Yes, you do. And, of course, it's, it's his wife's jets, but also the government jets, too, and his SUVs and all this kind of stuff. His carbon footprint is massive, but we all have to reduce our carbon footprint in order to save the planet. But, you know, the planet could be saved if it weren't for – it's just, you know, one person is the whole reason that we're doomed, in case you didn't know that. The whole cult of climate change isn't letting you know what's really going on. One person could change everything. Climate change is here now. Floods, droughts, once-in-a-century storms. And the frustrating part for me as a climatologist is that this could all have been avoided. Scientific consensus is clear. There is a way to reverse course. And that is for Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg to try a little harder. People get caught up in altering their personal habits by driving less or eating less meat. But the reality is this is all in Greta's hands. She could give our children an inhabitable Earth instead of a scorched hellscape if she just cared 30 to 40% more about the fate of our planet. But she doesn't. I guess because she's lazy. Sure, she rode that yacht across the Atlantic to raise awareness about the environment. But that only took, like, two weeks. I mean... Come on, Greta. Our research shows you could be sailing that yacht 24-7, 365 days a year. Do you hate the Earth? Indeed, if you look at a chart of CO2 emissions in the years since Greta's birth in 2003, the problem of fossil fuels has only risen. Frankly, it's possible she wants us all to die. We should all hope that one day Greta starts actually making an effort. Like a real effort, not whatever the hell she's doing now. Or else the blood of millions lost to a climate apocalypse could be entirely on her hands. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number is eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Greg is in Laramie. Morning, Greg. Morning, Glenn. How you doing? Very good, sir. What you got? Well, uh, you know the, the the naked issue, the the Nyman naked issue uh-huh. up there in Crook <laughs> County has me salivating. That's the bi- that okay? It's, cre- that. it's creepy when you say it that way. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, uh, this is, this issue is near and dear to my heart. Okay. I've had a, a skin issue that comes up lately, yeah. and I am I am looking forward to um, Mr. Nyman uh, presenting this bill and yes. explaining what <laughs> intimidation is. Yes, it, uh, it's based so on mooning is intimidation. Yes, yes so, right. Uh, See, I am really in the fun, article, Greg. In the article I wrote this morning about this, I did put at the, the end of the article. I really want to be there. Up above, you know, in the House and the Senate to watch this debate when it comes up. This ought to be just brilliant. Well, committee, I want to see, again, it has to get two-thirds through. Uh-huh. So we'll see if, it, and again, I do find it an interesting parallel to yes. what, um, you can go to the Twitter files and, you know, everybody says, oh, Biden's trying to make people delete issues about, but but really that was about naked pictures of his son. Uh-huh. So it's going to be fascinating to see this particular bill come in, and yeah. I, I'm going to be up there for the testimony. I just, I just, oh, can't, you can't miss out on something that. like this. I still love Frank Gambino's question. Well, how do we identify this guy? Do we have pictures? He's nude, Frank. He's walking around <laughs> nude. That's how you identify him. <laughs> 
And I go back to, Greg, what I've been saying. This started when I was a teenager. I, growing up in Florida, had walked out onto a beach that I didn't know had become a nude beach. And I'm standing there, and I'm young and impressionable, and I'm looking around going, ugh. And that's where I decided those people who like to get naked in public are never the people that you want to see naked. <laughs> I know, and I'm almost forced to, to be honest, I swear. Yeah, right. That um, I, I, I have shoveled my walk this whole winter season just in my house coat and gloves. Uh-huh. Um, I wonder whether I could be arrested for that particular. Uh, I just wonder. See, that just behavior. that does sound obscene. Because remember what your mother, everybody's mom would say this: if you're not wearing enough and it's cold out, put something on. You're making me cold. Okay, so you yeah, see but... your neighbor out there. I mean, butt naked, literally shoveling his walk. Doesn't that make you feel just cold, even though you're inside? It does, but yeah. it would be impressive. Yeah. And then the wind starts to whistle God knows where. I don't even want to know. I just, I just, all right, well, well I'm with you. I, it does hurt. Have can, a good one. I just say, I look okay. forward to it. We can watch the proceedings <laughs> online. We don't have to go to Cheyenne. So I'm going to oh, see. Oh, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, you want to see this in person? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see how. Uh, nakedness could be intimidation. I really do want to hear this explanation. Apparently, you've never tonight. seen naked old people in Florida. Oh, well, yeah, well. I have, but <laughs> I have hurt my eyes. I wonder, if, during the uh, hearings, do they have to bring out pictures as evidence so they know what they're discussing? Um, you know, I've never seen pictures, but I, they do bring other people in, and yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the horrified people that they will bring to Great, see. great, great. I've seen great. this. We go get this guy who's the nudist and his wife, and we invite them to the hearings. <laughs> I, I'm hoping they show up. And the funniest part will be up. when the hearing's over and they stand up to leave the room, and they've been sitting there for a while, so they stick to the seat, and we all hear that ripping sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, we're thinking too much about this. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate the call. For those who are wondering, what the hell are they talking about? Go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. Go there. Just go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. It's a story of a guy in Wyoming. He and his wife are nudists. Now, we're in Wyoming. That's okay. You know, you way out in the middle of nowhere, do what you want. But he and his wife have this uh, mailbox system. A lot of you out there have it. Instead of the mailman having to drive up and down every single county road, there's that group of communal mailboxes, right? So when he goes to get his mail, he just gets out of his truck, just nude, and goes and gets his mail. And as I said earlier, people who like to get naked in public are never the people you want to see naked in public. And so complaints have arisen. And so now there is legislation pending in the Wyoming House and Senate to do something about this guy. And when somebody did complain to the guy, please put some clothes on, he bent over purposely. Didn't just show him the moon, but showed him a celestial black hole as well. Yeah, so that's why there is, yes, that prompted legislation in the Wyoming House and Senate. That's a real thing. The story is on the Wake Up Wyoming site, and that's what Greg and I were talking about. Hello, I finished my free trial of adulting. I'm no longer interested. I'd like to cancel my subscription. Is there a manager that I can talk to? Admit it, you were hoping somebody would say that. 
Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty-eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Cambino waiting by. So, Frank, I'm trying to define something. You know, lawmakers have to be very careful when they define the law to get the words just right. right? Well, yeah, it could be rewritten four, or five, six times. Yeah, okay. So, uh, there's an article here which I'm going to have to write a rebuttal to. It's from our friend up the hallway, DJ Nike. Okay. Did you know donuts are not legal in Casper? And he's talking about doing donuts in Casper. So, if I'm oh, sitting oh, oh, in a parking in a car, lot, yeah, yeah. If I'm doing, if I'm sitting in a parking lot doing donuts. And they're delicious. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're talking to your car going in circles. Well, see, this is what I mean by we have to make sure that we properly define this, Frank, yes. or I can get into it. Now, if vehicular the cop... donut. Yes, if the cop comes... Well, I'm in my car. That's a vehicular okay. donut. Okay, now, yeah, yeah. if the cop comes over, I a naturally assume... donut. I, I naturally assume the cop wants one. Well, yeah. And so, now, is that bribery? Well, yeah, okay. it'd be like the old-fashioned days, like, hey, can I uh, yes. buy you lunch? Then there's this, Frank. Okay, maybe I'm overthinking it. But okay, you're uh, driving along, and you hit some ice, and you start to spin out. Now, you're doing donuts, but those were not intentional donuts. Right, That that's reckless, then. Yeah, that, no, that's just, I mean, you hit some ice. It happens. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, you weren't trying to do it. You just, whoops, and then, you're then, spinning then, around yeah, and okay, around yeah, and around. Yeah. So they got to make sure to write the law in such a way that you don't... It's Get an intentional yes, in, circling of the vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Now, I did come across this here on the interweb. When you see teens doing donuts in parking lots, let them. There is no better way to learn how to control and correct a car sliding in snow like that than practicing by sliding oh, in well, snow. I, I agree with that because yeah. I live very close to a parking lot that I know that they're doing that, but this is more in the, in the summer. Yeah. So when I drive by there, I'm like, okay, that's exactly what happens. Look at all those burnout marks. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Now, again, uh, you might say, well, uh, we can't have that, these kids, you know. But on the other hand, maybe there's a point to be made. Maybe there's a place we can let them go do it safely. Well, it used to be like like in Casper, you know, they 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 have plenty of room at the event center parking lot. Yeah, go ahead and let you them know, just go ahead. ahead. Long as they're doing it someplace safely, we should be okay with that. And then, like this says, they they learn how to control the car. Yeah, but only one at a time in the arena, at, yes. and that's it. But you, as, you sit as, around and you get on the sideline. For the cop who's trying to get me in trouble for eating donuts in the parking lot, uh, you can have one. If you walk away, you cannot have the jelly one. That's mine. No, that's mine, yeah. Women's college hoops at the Division One level this evening. The Wyoming Cowgirls will be in Albuquerque to take on the New Mexico Lobos. Uh, the Cowgirls have won all four of their Mountain West Conference games so far and sit at 9-6 and six overall. They defeated San Diego State their last time out. The Lobos are 2-2 two and two in league play and 11-6 and six overall. Should be a good gauge of ability game for really for both teams. And that was out at 7 p.m. at the Pitt in Albuquerque tonight. Juco basketball, the LCCC teams from Cheyenne swept by Gillette College last night. The men absorbed an 82-68 loss to drop them to 11-8. The women's team lost to Gillette College 64-56. The Golden Eagles are 7-10. Both LCCC teams will play at Eastern Wyoming and Torrington on Friday. Casper College basketball teams will host Central Wyoming from Riverton tomorrow night. The women have won five in a row and sit at 14-4 on the year while the T-Bird uh, ladies, uh, the men, excuse me, uh, sport a record of 11-7. High school hoops tonight. Cheyenne Central will take on Cheyenne South and boys and 
girls play at the Story Gym at 6 and 7.30. Cheyenne East will be at Laramie tonight. Both the boys and girls games should be very competitive, and those games start at 6 and 7.30 as well. The National Football League playoffs will resume this weekend. The Buffalo Bills with former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen will host Kansas City in the divisional round on Sunday at 4.30. Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. Allen was 21 of 30 for 203 yards and three TD passes and an electrifying 52-yard touchdown run in the second quarter as Buffalo beat Pittsburgh in that wild card round 31-17. Also in the AFC, Baltimore is the number one seed. They'll host Houston on Saturday. The Ravens are eight-point favorites. In the NFC, San Francisco is the number one seed. They'll host Green Bay on Saturday. The 49ers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and they have former Wyoming Cowboy defensive back Tashawn Gibson out there, and he started 16 games for the Niners this season. On Sunday in the NFC, Tampa Bay will be at Detroit. The Lions won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years last week, and they are six-and-a-half-point favorites. High school wrestling from last night, Cheyenne East over Kelly Walsh in a duel 48-36. East has uh, some serious state championship hopes this year and took second in the big Thoman duels in Green River over the weekend. 132-pounder Kozak Porter went 7-0, and so did 150-pounder Liam Fox, who is the defending 4A state champion, at 145 pounds. And that's it in sports. So this morning when I was driving to work, I didn't do any donuts. But there was so much ice on the road. I did. You could have. You could have. Oh, yeah. I could have. Yeah, but I did do some mild drifting. Yeah. As I would either try to make a turn or I wanted to change lanes, and I didn't actually need to do anything, Frank. The wind. Yes. Just pushed me into the next lane. I I, I don't mind watching kids do donuts. Yeah. I really don't, as long as they don't hit my car or anybody right. else. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. If they're out in a parking lot and there's nothing around, go right ahead. Go right ahead and get that done. Because I agree with that. You know. They're learning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank yes, you, Frank. Yes, yes, yes. I just don't tell their insurance company and don't tell mom. Dad might want to join you. He might think it's cool. Well, it depends on the mom because there's Wyoming moms out there who will grab hold of the wheel and just show you how that's done, son. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that national local. Oh, oh. Uh, wind howling. Check YDOT for around you between Mills and Evansville. Highway 258 closed to light profile vehicles. And that's not the only place around Wyoming because of all the wind. So if you're heading out anywhere, check YDOT before you go because of all that wind and blowing snow. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Hi. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Open phones happening right now. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Today's show is sponsored by Earwax Colored Hearing Aids. The perfect camouflage for hearing better. So, Miss Mary and I were just having one of our intellectual discussions. I came up with an idea for an invention just now. Very slippery out there. I went down the hallway, talked to uh, DJ Nike about getting to work today as I was talking with Frank on the air earlier. And just it was very difficult because it was so icy and windy. I wanted to change lanes on my way to work this morning and I didn't have to turn my wheel. The wind just kind of blew me into the next lane. And that happened literally. It was that icy and that windy out there. So I thought, hang on a second. I have an idea for an invention. All right. I want a device on the front of my car that spits out dirt as I drive. So on icy days, 
I mean, there's only so much dirt you can carry, so you've got to be like a neighborhood thing, right? You know, around town. But as I'm heading home today, I have to go up some steep hills. And sometimes those hills are really icy. And, man, it is a re- it's a work to get up there. It really is. I found different driving techniques to get up. A sh- if there's a hill that's really steep and I need to get up it and my tires are just spinning, I tack. You know, I grew up on an island, so I, I know how to sail boats. Tacking back and forth to go with the wind, I tack the car back and forth, and it gets me better traction. And, you know, it's not going straight up, so it's I'm not directly going against gravity. I'm going off to the side. That works. But what if my vehicle had dirt that I could hit a button and dirt would spit out in front of my car? To make it more efficient, I could even have them spit out right in front of the tires, too. And I suppose the drivers behind me would really love this. I would just have to load it up with dirt, you know, before a big snow event or ice event. And then when I'm driving around, my car is spitting out dirt in front of it. For those of you who want to go the kitty litter route, okay, but dirt is free. Now, Miss Mary says, cooler invention. Front of the car flamethrower melts the ice before you drive on it. Now, that is, I will on this, uh, this way, give her that, that's cooler. That is so much cooler. Or hotter, if you will. That's just totally badass. Dangerous, especially in windy weather, to have a flamethrower where it's really windy out. Okay, Mary, you understand what I'm saying? But it's so totally badass, you got to do it. And then other drivers would see you heading down the road with a flamethrower and think that you're totally badass because you have a flamethrower in front of your car. Who cares if it works? So... Yeah. Now, look, if for those listening going, oh, God, this is so stupid. Last hour, I was talking about the cult of climate change and some of the ideas that they have that the cult of climate change has for fixing the weather on this planet. And their ideas are dumber than what I just said. Okay, now I'm scared. Miss Mary just sent me a note. God forbid men have hobbies. Uh, Arkansas. Okay, hold on. Before I... The first sentence here starts with Arkansas. Arkansas is the only state Alabama is allowed to make fun of. And if you have Alabama riding you, you're kind of low in the food chain, if you know what I'm saying. Arkansas men arrested for taking turns shooting each other while wearing bulletproof vests. And, of course, it, it concludes after drinking I'm going to correct the story. I'm going to call news bias. I'm going to say while drinking. Okay, Mary? That's got to be correction. They didn't do this after drinking. They did this while drinking. How about that? Okay. 888 was the phone number. God, I love my job. 888 was the phone number. 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. That's the story, Mary, I'm going to bring up to Frank during the next little break he and I have. Okay. I came up with something I'm also going to write as more of a serious article for tomorrow. That means I have from now till tomorrow to really think about this. I had written an article. The governor and some other people in Wyoming are pushing this all-of-the-above approach to energy in Wyoming. And my answer was, I don't want an all-of-the-above approach. I want a free market approach. Because people in government, the politicians and the bureaucrats, have no idea what percentage of energy we should have. How much wind, how much solar, how much gas, how much coal, how much nuclear, what percentage of what. They don't know what they're doing. 
They have no idea. But the free market does. The free market will figure it out based on what is the best value. Okay. Those things that are most profitable, most reliable. And if you think most profitable, well, that means it's the most expensive. No. Oftentimes, what's most profitable for the company is the least expensive for the customer. Remember, Walmart did not get to where they are today because they charge a lot. They charge very little. Same thing with Dollar Store and Dollar Tree and all of that. Their prices are so low, they make a ton of money. So you see how this works. But today, with our discussion on wind and solar and all the wind and the cold we've been having, it struck me that an all-of-the-above approach is probably the worst way to go when you're especially, well, in any state, in anywhere. But let's just take our region for right now. So you want an all-of-the-above approach to energy. No. What I want is a form of energy that is the most reliable and cost-effective at the same time. Now, traditionally, that has been uh, natural gas and coal. And natural gas and coal tend to battle each other out in the energy industry. But let the industry decide. Because your power-generating industries, they're not going to go put up a bunch of wind and solar if they know that when we need it most, it fails... Also, without the subsidies, that stuff is incredibly expensive to create and to run wind and solar. And so they wouldn't do that either because you know how prices continue to go up the more wind and solar that we get. So my answer, based on what we have experienced here in our part of the country, well, for that matter, most of the country has experienced. This has been a big blast of Arctic air. Once again, it proves that the all of the above approach is not the way to go. You go with what is most reliable and most affordable. That's the form of energy that we use. And yes, those forms of energy are clean. Then if the companies producing that energy decide that they want to dabble in wind and solar on the side, they can go ahead and do that. That, that, Let them. them, But they need to do it on their own money, not on ours. Not on the taxpayer money either. Melissa is calling from Pennsylvania. Hello, Melissa. Are you there? I'm calling to yeah. ask. I'm, yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I got you. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm asking you if you've heard of anybody ranting and raving about how cold it is like they rant and rave about how hot it is with this global warming stuff. Not yet. I haven't. No, I haven't. We do have. They did try this, though. They did try this past summer. They tried to claim that we had a three-day period that was the the hottest in recorded history. And that, of course, was a total lie. We did not have that. So there were some regions of the earth who had some heat waves. But no, we, we've never really been through uh, the kinds of complaining that we do over this kind of weather. Do you think they ever will? If it actually got that hot, yeah. Maybe they would. Well, no. I mean, that cold. Oh, that cold. cold, man. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it really is amazing. Do you remember? I have an article here. It was from a magazine back in the 1970s that talked about the coming ice age. Yes. Which didn't happen, obviously, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yet. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, it's supposed to happen at some point. We're still waiting on it. There's a lot of things that they claimed were supposed to happen, but they 
but didn't. So we're still waiting on the yet, I guess? Yes. Okay. Well, sooner or later, the world's going to end, Melissa, and it's going to be your fault. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Because I'm driving a gas car and not a car. That's exactly right, yeah. And what, what kind of gas car do you have? I hope it's a big honking SUV. Uh, well, I have three of those, and I'm oh, not good. driving it at this very moment, but we have at least three of those. Could you drive them My around some more? We need more global warming, obviously. <laughs> Could you and your husband drive those around a little bit more? Well, he's actually driving quite a ways today. Okay. So he's doing his best. So you're doing your part. I appreciate it, Melissa. Thanks for calling in. Let's wake up Wyoming. Every year, you pass your birthday and celebrate it. However, every year, you also pass your death day and have no clue. You just keep living your life until it just ends. What? And now, the weather. Whoa, 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 wait. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. This show contains sarcasm. Some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn Live on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Nine twenty-two is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Hang on, saving an image here. This was set from Chet and Yoder from Fox News. They put up on their television: coldest wind chills, wind chills in the United States. Sterling, Colorado, minus forty-six. Wolf Point, Montana, minus forty-five. Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, minus forty-five. Fort Morgan, Colorado, minus forty-four. And the coldest wind chill in the United States. Also has Torrington, Wyoming. Torrington, you're at negative 45. Thanks for sending that, Chet. Wow, that's uh, <clears throat> brutal. I mean, that that's actually just brutal windshield, which is why, again, just not going outside right now. Mark Armstrong. Morning, Mark. Wait a second, Mark. Hang on. There, I had to mash the button really hard. You there? I am here. How are okay. you? Good, sir. What you got? So, on my Facebook page, and I think you liked it, I have a reel with Al Gore talking about CO2 and temperature. And then, later on in that reel, it talks about the actual ice studies Mm -hmm. that were conducted, and it shows that those ice studies show that CO2 lags behind temperature by 800 years yes and so what this this political science deal with john Kerry and the rest of the uh turds mm-hmm. have done is made it impossible to get an answer to why we have climate variants yeah i have attempted to have our uh, opinion or or articles published saying that magnetic um the gaussian strength of the magnetic field is the cause of climate variance mm-hmm. and i can't get those published because they don't meet the political narrative exactly yeah and, there's been several so scientists that i have run on the air here i've run quotes from several major scientists from major institutions that have said, I can't get my papers published unless I go along with the current narrative. If I showed you what I actually found, which shows that humans are not causing some climate crisis, they the papers won't get published, and I'll probably be kicked out of my university. Many scientists have said that. Oh, oh they, they have come after me every way you know. Yeah. 
So one other one. I, ha- I have on my Facebook page a article posted about the SEC wanting to monetize resources on public land. Mm-hmm. And then that would go on the stock market and China and other people could buy resources on public land. If that goes through, could they do geothermal uh, energy in Yellowstone? It's a a huge resource. Right. I don't want it to, I don't want to go up there and see power plants. Right. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of other concerns about that. Uh, The Wyoming, if you click on the link, you can go and see all the comments people have made. I've made a comment. The AG's office for Wyoming has made a comment, along with, I think, 20 other states opposing this. And I would encourage people to find that article and comment opposing this absurd stealing of our public land. Um, So, uh, you know, this is part of putting your shoulder to the wheel and getting some work done. So if you would uh, do that, I'd greatly appreciate it. And I'm getting more snow down here. And never, yeah. Um, no, snow is the thing of the past, according to what was oh, uh, back in 2000. Snow was a thing <laughs> of the past. So what you need to do is grab some kids and pull them outside and explain it to them because they're not going to know what that is. I, I, I understand that. I yeah. better do that. I have some kids right down the road. I'll go okay. uh, sledding with them. All right. Thank you, Mark. Russia's deadly wildfires, the smog-filled cities and poor harvest are being seen by some environmentalists as signs of climate change. Let's now cross live to London to discuss this with Piers Corbyn. He's an astrophysicist and also founder of Weather Action. Uh, Good to have you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us live there in London. So what we are seeing here is a drastic change in climate, aren't we? Well, climate has always been changing, uh, but this has nothing to do with man. In fact, we predicted that there would be extreme heat in uh, East Europe and Russia this uh, summer. And uh, it's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is a combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. But hang on, Piers, uh, wait, wait, in fact, excuse me, just a minute. You say this isn't caused by man. How come they're reporting this heat wave is recognised as the worst in a thousand years of recorded history in well, Russia? Well, and surely well, of course. man has got something to do with this, hasn't he? No, nothing to do with it. The only, the only connection is man is here at the same time as the sun and the moon are doing things. Um, you see, a very similar situation happened about 132 years ago, where there was the same sun, earth, lunar, magnetic states. And there was uh, heat waves in Russia, and there were also floods in Pakistan, as now. And in the previous few years, there was also uh, floods in the English summers, uh, also 132 years ago. So these things are dictated by solar activity in the moon. They're nothing to do with mankind and those who say that are just trying to make money out but, of but, but, but are we not going to see this like. are we not going to see this again next year, the year on? I mean it's only well, it's quite recent. That that's a very interesting question. These things do come in bursts and we're working on that very question, those forecasts. We did say there would be a series of wet summers in England for example, uh, which we've had. Now will there be a series of these very hot 
hot summers in, in Russia, we don't know. We have to work on that. But I assure you, it's nothing to do with carbon dioxide. And if you stop stop driving around Moscow, it won't affect next summer one yeah, so You see, now, that was an actual scientist saying that. But, you know, the science is settled. And 97% of all scientists agree, and yada, 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 blah, blah. Coming up on 9.30, local news coming to you right after local news update on your weather forecast and more open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, wake up Wyoming. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the five o'clock news, you need wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods mornings on K two Radio. Nine thirty-six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. I would like to thank Melissa and her husband in Pennsylvania for driving a bunch of big SUVs around. You're doing your part to try to warm the planet. Although we need a whole lot more of this. And as I, I I'm going to see this as a trend. Think about this for a minute. As they've been trying to get us off of using natural gas and coal, you notice we've been going through some pretty cold winters. It's their fault. Entirely their fault. Got to be. We need more CO2 in here, obviously, right? This is how this works. And, of course, the harsh weather that we've been having, there's nothing unusual about this at all. I hate it when I hear people talking about weather saying temperatures above normal, temperatures below normal. Normal is it never stays the same. But, of course, when it comes to reporting weather, like any other news, everything has to be a crisis. Well, not a lot of surprises this week. We're going to have some highs in the mid to upper 70s, and things are going to cool down to about 50 degrees or so each night. So not quite swimming season just yet, but we're getting there. Let's take a look at the nation. We've been tracking a small cold front that's been moving in from the northwest here. Is that? Okay, it sounds as though the cold front has expanded in size, and you can see that here. Okay. And it looks like it's continuing to grow. Look at that. Okay, if we jump back to our five-day forecast, we're going to see a few changes. Expect highs in the upper 40s with lows down to 20 degrees or so each night. Might want to break out the heavy blankets again this week. If we come back to wow, okay, it looks like the cold front has really gained some momentum here. And it appears that a storm has started to gather as well. But fortunately, it doesn't look too serious. Okay, it's actually becoming a little serious. It seems that hail is starting to fall, about a millimeter in diameter. Okay, it seems our initial estimate was a little off. They're more the size of basketballs. Pieces of ice the size of basketballs are falling from the sky. So that is pretty serious. Everyone should probably be taking refuge under concrete structures just as fast as humanly possible. Let's see how this will affect the five-day forecast. Uh, highs will now be in the upper 10s with lows in the negative 20s. And if you look on Tuesday, there's a slight chance of death. Let's go back to the map here and oh my. Okay, it seems that the storm and the cold front have clashed violently and we now have a flood warning. And a fire warning. Look at that. I'm not sure how those two can be happening at the same time. Okay, it appears that the flood water is the thing that is actually on fire. Apparently, the flood destroyed 15 gas stations, so about half the flood is now comprised of gasoline and oil. The fire and the flood are traveling together at untold speeds, so we encourage everyone in the area to quickly move to higher ground. Nope, cancel that. We've just been instructed to tell everyone to evacuate to Mexico. Nope, never mind. They're coming here. We're heading to Canada. Okay, if we uh, jump back to our five-day forecast... 
Okay, scratch that. Uh, mother's love. Okay, the flood fire, which we are now referring to as the flyer, has destroyed several cities. And okay, it sounds like an earthquake has started as well. That is unfortunate timing. We're getting word now that, okay, yes, it's been confirmed that uh, California has broken off of the United States and is starting to float away. Okay, quick update on the hail situation. Good news. The ice particles have shrunk down now to the size of baseballs. Oh, never mind. They are now enormous Volkswagen Beetle-sized pieces of ice, and they are covered in long spikes. So, oh my, looks like we have a tornado. No, two tornadoes. 17 tornadoes, uh, which are now hurling the car-sized spike balls at 85 miles an hour in every direction. Uh, okay, we have received word now that uh, volcanoes are erupting. So um, let's look at the five-day forecast, and we'll see the temperatures are still fluctuating, but the chances of death have stabilized at about 99.99%. So going back to the map here, sweet glory. Uh, the tornadoes have made it so that it is literally raining cats and dogs, and California is starting to sink, and the inhabitants are being attacked by sharks. Okay, we have confirmation that this is the end of the world. So we'll go once more to our five-day forecast, which is now our one-day forecast, and that will about wrap it up. But the Back only thing different about that, which you just heard, and uh, the real way they're reporting news these days, is they continue to kick the can down the road. It tells we have like 12 years to go until a tipping point. But then when we reach that 12 years, they give us another 10 or 12 years. Even Greta Thunberg, her whole thing about we have five years to get – she was repeating what another climate scientist has said. We, she said, have five years to stop using coal, gas, and oil, or we reach a tipping point and we're done. Well, we crossed that tipping point this past summer, and she removed that post from her Twitter page and just doesn't want to talk about it anymore. So we just keep hitting these tipping points and moving them down. At no point do we reach, okay, this is it, folks, unless one of those asteroids actually does arrive on Earth... And finally wipe us all out. It's certainly not going to be some kind of climate catastrophe that does it, even though that's what you're continually told again and again and again. I would maybe believe them a little bit more if one of their predictions ever came true. Ida John and Granite Canyon Morning Glenn Don Day says normal is the 30 average. See, I don't buy that all. To me, normal... John is, it's constantly changing. Now, if he wants to call, I did talk to Don Day about that one time. If he wants to call it the average, okay. But don't use the word normal. Because it gives people the idea that it's supposed, we're supposed to get a certain amount of snow every year. It's October, so it's supposed to be this temperature. We're supposed to get a certain amount of rain every year. That's what people think normal is. But that's not what normal is. Normal is change. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Like a strong cup of coffee in the morning. Tasteless, but it'll get you through the day. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, I'm going to warn you right up front, and I'm throwing her under the bus. Miss Mary sent me this story. Oh. Okay, now here we go. <clears throat> I'm going I'm to break this apart piece by piece, right? Okay. Arkansas. Now, right there, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. And I like telling people that Arkansas is the only state that Alabama is allowed to make fun of. Yeah, yeah. So you know how bad we're talking. Yeah. <clears throat> Arkansas men. Plural. That you, that's, you might as well have said Florida man. Yeah. But this is – see, now, by the way, it takes two Arkansas men to do what one Florida, Florida man, man can do. Well, <laughs> it's called teamwork. It is, yeah. Arkansas men arrested. See, we're going downhill yeah, right yeah, away, yeah. yeah. For taking turns, shooting each other while wearing bulletproof vests. Okay. And, okay. And, and, and is this – the charge would be – I uh, Stupidity? I don't know. But now – Discharging a firearm in public or something? It. I mean, you're shooting each other with yeah. bulletproof vests. Now, here's the part of the story that the <laughs> – Now, that's the stuff I want to see on, on yes, YouTube. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> now, here's the part of the story that I disagree with the reporter. I think the reporter got it wrong. Arkansas men arrested after taking turns shooting each other while – Wearing bulletproof vests after drinking. No, while drinking. Yeah, or before don't, drinking. Don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me after drinking. They were drinking while they were doing this, weren't they? Doesn't getting shot with a bulletproof vest still leave a mark? Uh, yeah, it can. Yeah, in fact, it can still, unless it's the right kind of vest, you know, it can still kill you. <laughs> I mean, you figure now. It depends on what kind of caliber. Like, if it's a little twenty-two and it's a decent vest, then you're, it's still going to hurt, right? But at least it didn't penetrate. Now, if it's a big enough caliber, while it may not penetrate, yeah. you're going to have the wind knocked out of you. You could break some ribs. It could cause cardiac arrest. There's problems, Frank. I, I, I'm envisioning these duels that they had in the 1700s. Yes. You know, they walk four or five steps, <clears throat> turn and shoot. Yeah. Let's hope that they shoot the vest and not something uh, else. Yeah, okay. Now, okay, there's probably where the cops got him in trouble, uh-huh. especially with alcohol being involved. Well, How there you, know? you go. How do you know that they're going to shoot each other with the kind of aim that they have, again, disagreeing with the reporter, while they were drinking? You know, that's a yeah. risk they're going to take. I, you know, they would. Because and they have. they're from Arkansas <laughs> and they're drunk. I mean, so this is all, the combination, Arkansas, dr- alcohol, men, gun. You know what? If they had charged admission, they would have made a ton of money, yes. I think. You know, and at what point did one of them say to the other, Enough. hey, Bubba, watch <laughs> this? <laughs> yeah, right now. All right, in junior college basketball, the LCCC teams out of Cheyenne were swept by Gillette College last night. The men absorbed an 82-68 loss to drop them to 11-8. and The women's team lost to Gillette College 64-56. The Golden Eagles are 7-10. and Both LCCC schools will play at Eastern Wyoming and Torrington on Friday. The Casper College basketball teams will host Central Wyoming from Riverton tomorrow. The women have won five in a row. They sit at 14-4 and on the year, while the T-Bird men currently sport a mark of 11-7. and Women's college basketball at the Division one level tonight, the Wyoming Cowgirls in Albuquerque to meet New Mexico. The Cowgirls have won all four of their Mountain West Conference games so far and sit at nine and six overall. They defeated San Diego State their last time out, and the Lobos come in at eleven and six overall, two and two in league play. That'll be a good gauge of ability game for both squads, and that's a seven p.m. start tonight from the pit in Albuquerque. High school basketball tonight: Cheyenne Central will take on Cheyenne South, and girls and boys play at the Story Gym at six and seven thirty. Cheyenne East will travel over to Laramie tonight, and for both boys and girls competition. 
And both of those games should be uh, pretty competitive. Six and seven thirty start there as well. In the National Football League playoffs, will resume this weekend. The Buffalo Bills with former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen will host Kansas City in the divisional round on Sunday at four thirty. The Bills are two and a half point favorites in the in the game. And Allen went twenty one of thirty for two hundred and three yards and three TD passes and an electrifying fifty two yard run for a touchdown in the second quarter as Buffalo beat Pittsburgh in the wild card round thirty one seventeen. Also in the AFC, Baltimore is the number one seed. The host Houston on Saturday. The Ravens are eight point favorites. In the NFC, San Francisco is a number one seed. The host Green Bay on Saturday. The 49ers are nine and a half point favorites with former Wyoming Cowboy defensive back Tayshawn Gibson playing a big role on that defensive unit. He has started 16 games for the Niners this season. On Sunday in the NFC, Tampa Bay will be at Detroit. The Lions won a playoff game last week for the first time in 32 years and they are six and a half point favorites. High school wrestling from last night. Cheyenne East over Kelly Walsh in a duel 48 to 36. East has serious 4A state champions hopes, hopes this season and took second in the big Thoman duels in Green River over the weekend. 132-pounder Kozak Porter went 7-0, and and so did 150-pounder Liam Fox, who is a defending 4A state champion in 4A at 145 pounds. And that's it in sports. By the way, it's pronounced Albuquerque. Yeah, that's what Bugs does. Yes, yeah. I, that's exactly right. I do remember him. Uh, he was traveling underground. Yeah, and he, and he showed up in New Mexico. Yeah. His head, stuck his head up and looked at a map and said, I think I made a, I should have made a right turn in Albuquerque. Yeah. Now, that's my wait, childhood. Wait, wait, which should have been going uh-huh. right turn would be going east? I, you know, it depends which direction he was coming from. I guess. I don't know. You know. I think he made all of his cartoons in California. Yeah, I did, did, yeah, yeah, in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Said, yeah. yeah, and I always By tell Tismo people Beach. that's yes, that's how you say it because my childhood hero Bugs Bunny said it that way. And don't you tell me that Bugs was wrong. Oh, he was never wrong. Fighting words. Yeah, right there. All right, yeah. thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on your weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming.